we're going to talk about the mountain of transfiguration this evening. You turn your Bibles to Matthew, the 17th chapter, beginning with verse 1. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. Lord, I thank you, God, for this word, and I pray, God, that if you will minister to our hearts and lives this evening. In Jesus' name, I pray. Praise God. This is one of the most um, fascinating stories in all the Bible. Uh, there are tremendous lessons that we can learn both at the summit of the mountain and at the foot of the mountain. I want to show you, amen, that how the Lord uh, determined to meet the need both in both places. And the evening, amen, we are going to focus on the summit this evening uh, in Matthew here. Uh, there are three accounts of this event here in Matthew and also in Mark 9 and Luke 9. It is amazing that John, one of the three that was privileged to see the phenomenal event, could not write about it. John, of all the writers, emphasized the deity of Jesus, the supernatural dimension uh, in his life more than any other writers. For whatever reason, the Holy Spirit did not have him write of this experience. I can't help but think that that moment was one of those moments with Christ, like Paul talked about the things that he saw was unlawful to talk about. In fact, greater than he could begin to express or talk, amen, about it. A moment so intimate, so personal, that it reaches beyond the explanation of words. You have seen, amen, people when they get older, stand before somebody and give a testimony and talk about the Lord, and they break down and begin to weep or to cry. They could not go on. They could, you know, they, they had a hard time uh, saying what they wanted to say about the Lord and what God had done for them. And I think I can understand John as he put his head on the breast of Jesus at the night of the Passover before his death. It helps us all understand why God chose uh, these three men to tell the same story. Each of them adding their breaststrokes to the truth and there is no contradictions between them. The location of the mountain of transfiguration is still a mystery to scholars uh, today. Uh, it is simply identified as a high mountain by themselves. They were on a high mountain away from all the crowds. 
that sought Jesus constantly. Yet those people were at the foot of the mountain, gathered together and waiting. What we want to focus on this evening, the needs that were met on the, the summit, on, on the mountain. And later on, we're going to see what the needs that were met at the foot of the mountain. That's next week. Our God loves to show up as Jehovah, amen, Jehirah, and meet the needs of his people. It seems to be one of God's favorite things. In this evening, we're going to talk about the needs that God met at the summit of the mountain. There is a need for mountaintop experiences. There's a need for us to be, have those experiences where in the presence of God that are dramatic and life-changing experiences that we uh, have in the presence of God. Supernatural experiences. We cannot live in the high places of the mountains all the time. But we do need, praise God, those high places with God. We do need those supernatural encounters with God. We do need the mountaintop experiences. The Lord shows us that Jesus, amen, needed the mountaintop experience. Now, you don't picture Jesus as needing anything. You do not think of Jesus as having needs, but he did have needs in his life. And the first one, Jesus needed to revisit the glory that he had known before. The Bible says that Jesus was transfigured before their very eyes. He was metamorphosized. He was changed to another being. Before this, they had their teacher, they had their rabbi, they had their master, but now they saw him as Lord. Metamorphosis means to change into another form. And like a moth into a butterfly, like Luke says, his countenance changed. Matthew says his face did, uh, began to radiate like the sun. Mark says that his garments uh, began to glisten and, because it, uh, and became exceedingly uh, white. A dazzling supernatural witness that began to show forth to those three disciples. We do not believe that it was a light that came so much from heaven. All the people now, remember, they were surrounded by the presence of God. But, you know, it was the bringing forth, remember, he is God in the flesh, and the bringing forth of the radiant splendor that was within him. Jesus opened the robe of his human flesh and allowed a little bit of the glory of God to be seen. It was there all the time. And now the Holy Spirit released the fullness of God within him. Praise God. Because the word says all the fullness of God dwelt in Jesus bodily. We believe that Jesus needed that moment. He needed it, amen, it because it was a moment of glory that he had known before. The glory that he had been used to. The glory that he was accustomed to. Amen. The glory he had enjoyed in the presence of his father. Can you imagine, you know, how, how much that meant to Jesus? Praise God. And then another thing Jesus needed, he needed the fellowship of his father. And throughout the gospels, and especially John, it talks about how that Jesus, 
you know, and the Father communicated. And we know that Jesus didn't do anything or say anything, praise God, unless the, the Father, praise God, showed him. And the Father told him, praise God, what to say. In John, the fellowship of the Father, amen, the love of the Father, he needed that fellowship. And in John 17, he tells of the glory that he had with the Father before he became a man. He talks about the oneness and, and the communion with the Father that is so far beyond our comprehension. Jesus loved the presence of the Father. They were one with each other. There, there was nothing between them. There was no sin, there was no brokenness, no mistrust, no distortion of intimacy. Praise God. Thirdly, Jesus also needed to receive an affirmation from his Father once again. Because of all that he was going to go through and the suffering that he was going to go through, he needed to hear once again, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Christ had just announced his death. Amen. He had just said, I'm going to die and rise again. He had set his face like flint to Jerusalem. As Jesus faced the, the tests ahead, God comes on the scene and says, this is my beloved son. Son, you are still a part of me. And I want you to know that I want to affirm you before, amen, your followers who you are. That you are not alone and never will be alone, my son. I am with you. I've got to tell you there are times when I need to hear an affirmation of my Heavenly Father. I need to know that my Heavenly Father loves me. Praise God. And that means, uh, amen, man's appreciation, that's, that's, that's okay. And sometimes people tell you, oh, you like that sermon, or I like what you did, or, you know, they, they give you uh, compliments or different things or affirmation. Praise God. But the most important thing is I need to hear an affirmation of my Heavenly Father of who and what I am in Him. I need to hear, amen, that you did right. I need to hear, hear that well done and good and faithful servant. This is the only thing that I want to hear when I stand before the Lord, amen, at that judgment bar. There's no way that we know all the needs the place uh, this evening, all the needs of, of your uh, the people here tonight, because sometimes you know you have uh, you can see things visibly and know certain things uh, that people are going through. Praise God in the circumstances that they're going through and the tests and the difficulties uh, that they're facing. But we don't know everything that people are going through. We don't know what's in their hearts. We don't know what's in their minds. And you are facing a cross of your own. And we need to know more than anything else. Our Heavenly Father, praise God, is saying, you're mine, amen. And I am pleased with you. You are mine, and I love you. You are mine, and I affirm you, praise God. A person has not found the fullness of relationship with Christ until they imagine God thinking about them. Hallelujah. They think of him smiling. Until you come to a place of God's warmth, affection, and affirmation towards you, amen, you will not experience the full relationship of God. 
But the strong, solid affirmation of God that you are mine and I love you and I am blessed by what I see in your life. Christ's image being formed in you. There is the hope of your transformation. Amen. Hallelujah. It is something that is attainable. Some elusive dream. It is not impossible as long as we have, amen, the help of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That uh, we have, praise God, Christ in us. And that, uh, and that, praise God, we can experience uh, on the mountaintop, we can experience uh, a, uh, tra- the transformation in our lives, uh, a change in our lives. And we need uh, the affirmation that Jesus needed on that day, praise God, because of what is he going to face. And then, also, this brings us to the second need from the summit of the mountain. The need of the three disciples, Peter, James, and John. They're standing in the full revelation of Jesus. God the Father glorifies His Son. Amen. They needed this in order to carry out their work on earth. They needed to discover God's presence on earth surrounding the Son of God. Hallelujah. Praise God, because that same spirit, amen, surrounds us in worship. There is not a person in this room that needs it any less than any other person, amen, or any, <laughs> needs it any less than what the Peter, James, and John did. One of the reasons God brings about revival is people finally recognize their need for the presence of God. Because revival is all about the presence of God. It's all about His manifesting His presence. Amen. And when we recognize that, amen, they were not just getting next to Jesus, they were getting into Jesus. They were tapping into the glory, amen, that was there before the world began. Oh, thank God that we can have mountains experiences that we can tap into the glory of God through worship and praise. Amen. That wasn't in my notes. I just threw that in. Amen. There are times when the presence of the Lord comes down. That it is inexplicable. That it is beyond words. It is beyond our capacity to understand what we are experiencing in the glory and the presence of God. Where the glory of the Lord is all around us and covers us. Where the glory cloud is over us. The Shekinah glory of God. We have experiences in the Lord. Amen. Thank God. That we can not share. But whether you see something or you don't see something. You know that you are in the presence of Almighty God. I don't need to see Jesus transfigured before my eyes. Praise God. But when I get in the presence of God, I know that I'm having an encounter with the risen Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Hallelujah. You don't need to see anything. Just uh, know that you're in the presence. Amen. I don't know how people can go back to some hallowed out religion after being in the presence of God. Hallelujah. 
We know that you cannot live on the mountaintop experience all the time. But after being there, let's not settle for any less. Praise God, let's strive for that. Amen. When we come together, even in the valley, praise God, I need the presence of God. Hallelujah, I need a touch from the Lord. May we be aware of his presence wherever, praise God, we are. Amen. And wherever we're at, amen. And we praise the Lord. It is, it is about recognizing the presence of God. Not just sometimes, but all the time. I uh, just, it amazes me in these last days how God is manifesting himself to us. And we're not on the mountain all the time. But sometimes, you know, I will just uh, be dealing with something and the enemy coming against my mind. And all I do is think of a scripture or quote a scripture and all of a sudden there's the presence of God. Amen. We can have that all the time. Thank you, Jesus. But it's wonderful, praise God, when you and I can have uh, the presence of God all the time, but we also can have those encounters with God. It, when we have an experience with God in his presence, it changes the way we live. It changes the way we think. Amen. It changes our, our attitudes and our relationships with other people, in and out of the church, saved and unsaved. Praise God. Hallelujah. You, you know, it changes the way you think and the way you act. It changes the way you respond to life. Amen. Hallelujah. We can, not easy, but we, Chris and I were talking about before church. Amen. Paul said, I, in whatever state I am, I've learned to be content. And like I and we were talking about the, his lesson this morning, counting all joy when you fall into divers. Amen. All kinds of things coming against you. Count it all joy. Praise God. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. Amen. The Bible says in the presence of the Lord there's joy. That's the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Praise God. Well, how do we, that's all about growing like he's talking. That's all about, praise God, being disciplined. Paul disciplined himself, praise God, to be content. He disciplined himself as he was in jail, praise God, to rejoice in the Lord. He chose to give thanks in all things, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. But that, that doesn't happen Amen. When he wrote the book of Philippians, praise God, what he was going through in jail and everything. Amen. He must have had a supernatural encounter with the presence of God. Amen. In order to uh, say all that thing. Praise God. He said, be anxious in nothing. Praise God. Hallelujah. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding should guard your hearts and mind. Hallelujah. He, amen, was experiencing God. He was experiencing God's glory. Praise God. For him to be able to pen such wonderful words to make encouragement to us. That wasn't in the text either. Praise God. Second, third, uh, secondly, they needed to touch a dimension of the supernatural that would awaken their faith. Huh. There's nothing like being in People touch the realm of the supernatural. 
There are walls that are broken down. Lives are changed. Repentance, a cleansing out of deterioration. You know, in other words, a cleansing of power struggles. Amen. And also a sectarian spirit. When they were filled with the spirit, praise God, not only, amen, they learned from Jesus. Amen, we all learn everything from Jesus. But they learned from Jesus that not only that the, that the Jews needed to be preached to and needed the gospel, but also the Samaritans, also the Gentiles needed the gospel. And God showed them. And, and, and God had to, you know, really open Peter's eye through a vision. Amen. Through the supernatural power of God. Amen. It is an experience. When we get in the presence of God, mountaintop experience. It is an experience beyond a, any natural dimension in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. It awakens people's faith. One, amen, experience in the presence of God, amen, does more than 25 counselors. <laughs> amen. Sometimes people don't need to talk to a man or a woman, praise God. Amen. They just need to have a, an experience with Almighty God on the mountaintop. Hallelujah. And everything changes. The world changes. God awakens us in His presence. Amen. He awakens our faith to believe. Praise God. Isn't it something that all of a sudden, amen, when we are in the, on the mountaintop, surrounded by the presence of God, Amen. In the supernatural element that, you know, all of a sudden, praise God, the things that are bothering us, the things that we're going through and everything, all of a sudden we had faith to overcome. All of a sudden we had faith, praise God, to believe God for the impossible. Praise the Lord. Thirdly, and lastly, those men needed to hear from God. Those that would eventually give their lives for God. They needed to hear the voice of God to remind them of what they already knew in their hearts. Sometimes to have a breakthrough, we just need to hear the voice of God, God again. Deep in the, their hearts, they knew who Jesus was. Amen. They knew, praise God, because Peter had it revealed to him, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. So they knew that, praise God. And those words were put to, Amen. that put him on the cross later on. When you have stepped out in faith, and you are riding on the promise of God, and you are overcoming some doubt to get there. It is good to hear the voice of God telling you its truth. It will be standing when everything else is falling apart. It is good to stand on the solid rock of Jesus. Amen. It is good to know that what you thought you heard that you are still hearing from God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What you heard on that mountaintop, when you heard, when you had that experience, when you heard the voice of God, amen, you're still hearing it. Never doubt, I like this, never doubt in darkness what God, amen, has gave you in the light. 
Never doubt, amen, what God has spoken to you on the mountaintop. In that, that experience with God, the supernatural, praise the Lord. Never doubt, praise God, what God has spoken to you. God will speak to you so powerfully in high places. Those powerful moments of worship where God seems so real. Hallelujah. So real. Praise God. Then comes Monday. Amen. And you can have a, a bad day on Monday. And it's hard to hear, amen, or see a revelation from God you had on Sunday. Or you had on that mountaintop experience, not necessarily on Sunday, but that mountaintop experience. It's harder to hear God on Monday to hear him, I am the Lord, your God, and I am with you. <laughs> Praise God. Than it is on Sunday or when you were on that, had that mountaintop experience. Peter, James, and John may have been at the baptism of Jesus, and they may have heard, praise God, God say at his baptism, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Amen? Hallelujah. That they believed that he was the Christ. But oh, how wonderful, how wonderful it was for God to remind them of what they believe and to confirm what they already believed in their heart. Isn't it wonderful when they have those times where God in his presence, amen, hallelujah, reminds us, praise the Lord. See, sometimes it might not be a new revelation what a mountaintop experience of getting in the presence of God. It just mess, might be a reminder of what God has said in his word already. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But, oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It was for God to remind them and to confirm to them. There are times when our faith is tested. And we need God to remind us of who we are and what we are in him. Who we are and what we are. Praise God. When their faith was awakened, amen, they knew who they were. Amen. They knew what they were. Some of you tonight, praise God, need reminded of what God has said to you. Amen. On the mountain. Praise the Lord that some of your children are going to get saved. Some of your husbands or wives are going to get saved. Some of your friends are going to get saved. Amen. Hallelujah. That they're going to come back to God. Amen. That they're going to hear the voice of God. That he is going to save and deliver, praise God. That he is, and what, is, what are we saying? That he has not forgotten your address. Amen? He's not forgotten where you live. He's not forgotten your cry of your heart. He's not forgotten your needs. He's not forgotten, amen, that he, amen, will still uphold you with his right hand. Support you. Amen. Strengthen you. Amen. With his right hand. That he has not forgotten, amen, 
our church. Amen. He has a revival plan, amen, like nothing he has given before. Amen. Hallelujah. God has promised that he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Amen. And we're no exception. Amen. So, in closing, Jesus had to revisit, amen, his glory that he had known. He had to have fellowship, amen, with his Father. And he had to have reaffirmation, amen, hallelujah, of who he was. And amen, and that, that God was pleased with him and pleased with his life. You know, when you experience the glory and the supernatural power of God in your life, you experience that mountaintop experience, amen, hallelujah, then, uh, and you go and you experience another, we need to revisit the experiences that we've had in the glory. We need to have that hunger, that thirst, that desire to revisit, amen, that supernatural experience like Jesus did. We need the fellowship of the Father. We need the fellowship of Jesus, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. Aren't you glad for the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And we need reaffirmation in our lives that, you know, you're mine. I'm, 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 I'm beloved and he is mine. Praise God that we have that relationship. But also, amen, we want to identify with Jesus, but we want to identify with the disciples. We needed to, to discover his presence on earth surrounding the Son of God. Now, presence on earth surrounding the presence of the Son of God. Okay. When we worship and we praise the Lord, hi baby, when we worship and we praise the Lord, amen, where is Jesus? In the midst of us. He inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. So just as the presence of God surrounded those disciples, Amen. As focusing on Jesus. Because Jesus was there. Amen. Because Jesus, we worship the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. He is in the midst. He's the focus. And as we worship him, he surrounds us. That's how we can experience the mountaintop experience. That's how we can experience a special touch of the presence of God. Amen. And then also... Hallelujah. We need to touch a dimension of the supernatural to awaken our faith. So when we do that, when we worship the Lord, amen, and the Lord is in the midst of us, and we have that, amen, surrounded by his presence, it awakens our faith that we can believe God for bigger things. Amen. This, that nothing is impossible with God. We're reminded who he is and what he does and what he can do. Amen. And how he answers prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Awakens our faith. And then, last, we need the Holy Spirit to remind us of what we know in our hearts. 
Amen. And what is it that we know in our hearts? Jesus. Amen. That Jesus is the Son of God. That Jesus is the risen Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to be reminded of who Jesus is. And if we're reminded who Jesus is, praise God, then we're reminded of who we are and what we are and what we and what what our inheritance is in Christ. And what what you know, Jesus, you know, now I belong belongs to me and and what and through that relationship what God is then providing and given to us praise God because we know him hallelujah everything we have experiencing this the mountaintop supernatural whatever it's all because we know him amen it's all because we know him thank you Jesus so tonight amen Hallelujah. We want to have that experience like the disciples. We want to be surrounded by the glory of God and have Jesus in the midst of us. And we want to have our faith awakened tonight. Think of all the prophecies. Think of all the things that God has spoken to you. Think of all what, what God has said to you. He wants to awaken that faith in his presence. And he wants you to know who he is, what he can do. Amen. And, and, and know him in his power and his glory and his majesty. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? Well, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait. Thank you, Jesus.